Welcome to Real Brave and Unstoppable. Here, you'll hear stories and inspiration about showing up in the world authentically and having the courage to create the life you want. I'm your host, Courtney Rivard. I'm a mom, recovering engineer, lover of the outdoors, and professional life coach. I help smart women just like you live happier lives full of purpose and joy by empowering them to love who they are, get unstuck, and take action toward creating the life they dream of. In other words, I help them be real, brave, and unstoppable. It is possible and you can do it too. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Real Brave and Unstoppable. I hope you're having a great week so far. We're almost to the weekend, the Friday finish line as I like to call it. I've been having such a great time. Um, In case you haven't listened to the podcast in a few weeks, I've launched a new program, which is a six-month program. The old way I used to do things was I did a three-month program. And the six-month program, I'm so excited about it because it just serves my clients so well. Three months for some things works really well, but most people who come to me for help are really need more than three months. So the six-month program gives us so much time. It's a great container to really work on managing your mind and really work on finding out who you are or really getting to know yourself and finding confidence, learning how to love yourself. And those things all contribute to being able to really crush it, be unstoppable in your life. So really enjoying the clients I'm working with in that program. Some examples of what they're working on, and this really leads into what the topic of today's podcast is about. One of my clients is working on being able to really give herself love or to say, I love you and really feel it just like someone else has said it to her because she's relied on that for so long. And she's also learning that she's in charge of that feeling that it doesn't just drop in her lap like coincidentally. She's not at the mercy of the universe. She can actually create those feelings for herself. And that was really a mind-blowing discovery for her. I have another client who is working on building a business. And it's funny because the entrepreneurs I work with, a lot of times they want um, help with time management or how to strategize or mindset in terms of like how to be visible and put themselves out there. And nine times out of 10, this work turns into who do I want to be? Who am I? What's holding me back? What limiting beliefs do I have that are not allowing me to be visible to the full extent that I need to be to grow my business to where I want it to be? And so with her, we're really working on the fear of failure and also the fear of success. And the questions that have come up for her are really, who am I? If you've ever been in a place of perfectionism, you might be able to relate to the concept of like shape-shifting and into different people when you're in different scenarios. Like, for example, you might act one way when you're with your family, but you might act a totally different way if you're with the moms at school that you don't really know as well and you're trying to put your best foot forward as a parent. And so we've really been working on, you know, let's figure out what pieces of all of those different personalities. And when I say different personalities, I'm talking about different ways that you show up. 
we're, so we're working on what pieces of those different ways she shows up are really true to her. And so trying to kind of tease all of that out. And then really what it comes down to is how do I want to show up in my business? What kind of boss do I want to be? What kind of business do I want this to grow into? And that sort of builds the foundation for the continued work of really tackling that fear of fear of failure. And then, you know, ironically, a lot of us do have a fear of success because we haven't been in that place before and we don't know what it's like. And we're going to talk about that today, about how our brain likes to keep us in the safe place, in the place where we know what things are like, not where we don't know. The other example I have is someone who is really working on finding who her true self is as well. This fits really well into this podcast because it's real, brave, and unstoppable, and it takes a lot of courage to be real. But she's had some struggles, and she has dreams of someday being able to really share her story, share her experiences, but she's really not comfortable with that yet. And so she's working on being authentic, being able to show up with her story, just no matter who thinks about it, in what way, to just know that it's going to help people. And by doing that, by really being able to own her authentic self, it will give her so much freedom. So we're working towards that. But she has some really big dreams, too, that the foundation of it will be finding out who she truly is and then working towards showing up in that way so that she can achieve her dreams authentically. The things that these examples have in common is that these women are all working on this belief that who they are is really amazing, and they're working on owning that. They're learning that they create their reality or their circumstances. It's not the other way around. Their circumstances don't dictate their life. You know, it doesn't dictate their thoughts or how they're feeling. It's the other way around. It's their thoughts and their feelings that actually dictate their reality. And by doing this work, they're really opening their perspective. They're really learning how to think in terms of possibility and not limits. And that's what today's episode is about. So today I'm going to talk to you about what possibility thinking is what limits you or what keeps you from being able to think that way? What does it look like to think in possibility? And how can you develop that muscle so you can incorporate that into your own life and think in terms of what's possible for you instead of what's not possible? So there are two ways that you can think about things in the world. There is I can't versus what if I can There's the what if people, and there's the yeah, but I don't know people. And this is really possibility people versus limit people, thinking in possibility or thinking in terms of your limits, what holds you back. So people that are stuck really believe that their circumstances are limiting them from doing what they want to do or what they dream of doing. Their circumstances create the I can't. But people that are really unstuck or feeling very free, they are able to see what's possible and not be held back by the I can't so much. 
When you're able to see things in terms of possibilities, you start to realize that problems, they always present possibilities. Sure, they might be like a roadblock or an obstacle. And that's what I do a lot with my clients is work on those those roadblocks or those obstacles. It's like, how can we get around them? That's the work of learning how to think in terms of possibilities. Like It's very solution-oriented thinking, focusing on how can we solve this problem and strategize, you know, ways to do that to overcome the problem and not just give up. I talk on this podcast a lot about limiting beliefs and limiting stories or negative thought patterns. The beliefs or the stories about the world that you have will limit what you see as possible. We've talked about this on the show before too, but your thoughts create your results. Just how you think affects what happens in your life. And your thoughts come from your beliefs, your belief systems. We've talked about that on the show before too. It's a a collection of thoughts that we assume are true, but we've never thought to question. We've just assumed they are true and, you know, never thought that they might not be. And these are things that we accumulate as we grow up. A lot of times they're Things our parents have taught us or the other people in our lives, the other grown-ups in our lives, because before the age of seven, we're not really able to discern what we should believe. We're not able to really choose. So we inherit all of these ways the world works and all, all of that stuff. Can be teachers, coaches, our culture, society, media, you know, all of those venues contribute to the things that you believe about the world. So doing this work about, you know, thinking in possibility instead of limits is more than just affirmations or mantras. It's more than just deciding, oh, I'm going to say this this affirmation and it will help me. A, A large chunk of it is about doing this work of uncovering the beliefs, the thoughts that are keeping you stuck in thinking, I can't, or yeah, but I don't think I can do that, or, you know, just what's limiting you. And the process of tearing down those unhelpful beliefs and building up ones that are positive and and help you think in terms of possibility. I have a story to tell about limiting beliefs and how it relates to my own ability to think in terms of possibility. If you've listened to a lot of these episodes, you know my story about going through a divorce. My ex-husband is gay. And I was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time and a part-time photographer, too. But when we split up, I knew that I had to find a career, a new career. I had to find a way to support myself once my spousal support ran out. And my degree is in aerospace engineering. I did not want to go back to the corporate cubicle world. I was, I was determined to find any way that I could. So I have a friend that I went to engineering school with. She graduated with a degree in chemical engineering and worked for a big company for several years. And she, long story short, she ended up getting into coaching. And her coaching journey took her to a place where she's coaching other entrepreneurs. And I thought, well, you know, maybe she would have some kind of insight for me. Like, what ideas do you have for careers that might be suitable to me? When I talked to her... My conversation with her was really interesting because she invited me to this retreat she was hosting in Italy. 
And I love Italy. If you know me, you know that's like my favorite country. I love it. I want to learn to speak the language. I know a little bit, but I love, I love, love, love Italy. (laughs) And so she invited me to this retreat. And of course, my, you know, I asked like every client that I have too, or potential client asked me, well, how much is it? And she said, it's this huge amount. It was $14,000. And I was just like, $14,000? Like my mindset just the belief systems that I had at that time said, that is crazy. Like, who does that? And I thought, you know, how do people pay for that? I could never afford that. All of these things were coming out of my head about it. And she said to me, at the time, I was making very little money as a um, part-time sales rep for a local brewery. I was making like peanuts in addition to my spousal support. But, you know, if that was not there, I would not have been able to survive my little brewery salary. So she's like, Courtney, think about what you're making right now. You've got to do something different. Your thinking to this point has gotten you here and you're going to have to do something different. And I was a little offended when she said that to me, but it was actually recently as I, you know, typically as a coach, when I do a consult with a potential client, that's always something that comes up for people, something that they're a little uncomfortable with. How am I going to pay for this? That's expensive. It's because their mind is trained to say that their mind is trained to think, oh my gosh, that's scary to spend money on myself. Right. But I will tell you that recently I started to realize that that conversation with my friend actually changed my life. It it helped me start down the path of thinking in possibility because I realized that up until that point, I didn't think I could invest money in myself like that. I didn't know that if I actually put my mind towards figuring out how to make it happen, that I could. And so it shifted my whole perspective on how to think about investing in myself, in in a business, in other things. That if it was something that was going to change my life, why wouldn't I figure out how to invest in it? It literally changed my life. And so Darla, if you're listening, you changed my life. (laughs) Seriously. So most of us are kind of, our brain is wired to want to avoid pain and seek pleasure. And what that does is it keeps us very stuck or it keeps us, our brain wants us to stay safe in a comfort zone. I talk about this all the time on the podcast too, but when you stay in your comfort zone, it does not allow you to think in possibility. It really doesn't. Whenever you start to form a vision that's a little bit of a stretch or a lot of a stretch, which a vision should be, your ego or your inner critic, your inner mean girl, whatever you want to call it, automatically and unconsciously really runs this background check on it. Like, is it probable? Do you think I can do it? Is it likely? And the problem with that is, and this is what I also ran into with the story I just told you, is that that background check, that analysis is based on what you've achieved in the past. It's based on what was possible with your past thinking. And your past thinking has gotten you the results you've gotten, but if you keep thinking that way, you're not going to get different results. So, you know, it's a rear view perspective and it lowers the bar on what is truly possible now. So if you're looking for breakthrough results or to live in breakthrough, like I teach all of my clients to do, it's constantly living in possibility and breakthrough We need to raise the bar. We need to expand 
what we conceive as possible. And that means we need new thinking. We need to change the old thinking to be able to support new possibilities. The function of our ego, like I said, or our inner critic, inner mean girl, is to keep us safe. And our comfort zone is known, it's predictable. But if we want to expand our vision of what's possible, to be able to just open up and, and say, hey, there's more out there than I might actually realize is possible right now, we need to quiet down that inner chatter, that ego, the inner mean girl, inner critic. We need to stop listening to that. We need to stop moving towards the, the, the safety-seeking behavior or the safety-seeking mentality. When you start to shift or expand your perspective, you'll be able to start seeing other realities, other possibilities. There's not just one way. So in my example, you know, it took me a little bit, but I started to see, huh, I might not be ready for a $14,000 investment, but I found a coach. I found a coach that I paid $3,000 for for four months. I didn't have that money. I really did not have that money, but I saw another possibility. I saw that I really need to do something different and I really need to figure my shit out. So I'm going to take this chance because I can see the possibility that it could really change my life. And spoiler alert, it really did. But I never would have considered that as even being an option before. Hire a life coach for $3,000 for four months. That's crazy. I know my parents are probably thinking that. Well, actually, I didn't tell. I don't think I even told them that. Why should I, right? <laughs> but so we work on the belief of what's possible by looking at our thinking. And then we need to condition our mind with changing that thinking. We condition our mind that we actually can create what we want in life. We can do it with our thinking by just expanding how we see the world, just shifting our perspective or opening our awareness to other ideas, other ways of doing things, other beliefs, other ways of thinking. When you have a mindset like this, it's a really beautiful energy. It allows energy to build. So when you're in a stuck mindset, you're stagnant. You're not building anything. It's not a flowing energy. But when you have this energy of always expanding how you're thinking about things, of of thinking, you know, there are things out there that I just haven't even conceived of yet. So how could something not be possible? You actually start to draw opportunities to you. I'm going to share another story with you with money. I have always had very limiting money beliefs like a lot of us do, right? And I've worked a lot on that. And of course, I still have money work to do, but I always lived in such a scarcity mindset with money, always. And I've really shifted that. And I've shifted it to the point where sometimes I am amazed. If I don't know where money's going to come from, it just shows up somehow. Or, And that's, that's a really kind of flip way of describing it. But basically, it's crazy. I've heard people say this before, and I always used to roll my eyes at it. But I swear to God, it is true. When you start to think in this just abundance of, you know, if this is meant to be, the money will come. It doesn't mean it just lands in your lap. It, it might mean that you like one year, I was really tight on money. I'm also a photographer. And I was I didn't know how I was going to pay for Christmas presents. And so I was like, well, let me just do a couple weekends of mini sessions. And I made so much money in those couple of weekends, but it's an example of like, I didn't know how I was going to pay for Christmas 
presence. And then, you know, I just got resourceful and did this. If I had stayed stuck in, oh, this is impossible. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to afford it. Well, it would have been a very different outcome. So just play around with that in your own life. I, it's, it's amazing. It really does change things. So you want to get to a place or anytime you're going after a goal or you're changing the way you think, you have to gradually start to be that person before you're there. It's the, a lot of times my clients will say, but, I, but I, I don't believe this yet because I haven't seen evidence for it yet. And that's not how it works, friends. It's not how it works. We actually have to believe in something before we have the evidence. So really, we have to have courage to believe. And then we start to accumulate the evidence the more we believe and we gain confidence. So pretty soon we don't need as much courage because we, we've used the courage to start believing and start doing towards seeing you know, the evidence. And then once we start seeing the evidence, we have confidence that it is going to happen or the thing is going to change. So when you possibility think, when you think in possibility, it helps you find confidence. It helps you so then you don't need to practice as much courage. Courage is not comfortable, people. (laughs) It's a very noble word and it sounds so amazing and it is amazing, but courage is not comfortable. So once you get to the place where you have confidence, it's a I don't know, it's a more pleasant feeling, I guess I would say. It doesn't mean that you should avoid courage. You absolutely need to have courage to get to a place of confidence. That's just the goal. And also thinking in possibility, it helps you commit to things because you, you're you not worried about being limited because you know that you just got to go, for, you know, you just got to go for it. You just got to do it. So there is only one thing is to commit, not to be half in or whatever. You just go for it. And this allows you to live in breakthrough, like I mentioned it before, in constant breakthrough, having constant aha moments in your life. It really opens the perspective to entertain possibilities that have previously been beyond your worldview or your expectations, your experiences, or even your comprehension. Think about it. Before people landed on the moon, do you think people thought that was possible? No. What about even the light bulb? Probably not or the the automobile. There's the quote by Henry Ford that says, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. It's exactly the same concept. But do you think that when people were driving around horse-drawn carriages, they really ever thought that someday there'd just be, the horses wouldn't have to do it and they'd just be driving around in a car? Probably not. So this whole thing, thinking in possibility, believing in yourself, believing that you can, It's definitely a muscle that you need to work on. It's not something you're just going to say, okay, tomorrow I'm just going to be a possibility thinker. I'm never going to think about my limits again. We're human. Our brain wants to take us there. Our brain, like I said before, wants to keep us safe. So we always are going to kind of have a tendency to, to be pulled back that way. We need to be very conscious in thinking about being able to do something. What if I can what's possible, not, oh, I can't do this. And actually, funny story, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, maybe, but when I did hire that coach, she was amazing. She she, she really did change my life. When I started to kind of think, hmm, coaching sounds like kind of a really cool career that I think kind of check all the boxes for me, like a lot. I'm interested in that. And she's like, you should, you'd be so good at it. You should totally check into it. Here's the program I went through. You know, here's what to look for, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, 
I don't know if I can do that. That just sounds like I don't really have the money to go to certification, you know, go get my certification. At the time, it was like $8,000 or something like that, $6,000, I don't remember, which is actually really not that expensive for a coaching program. But I didn't have the money for that either. So I was like, I don't think I can. And she, she just stopped and paused, uncomfortable silence. And she said, yeah, but what if you can? Mind blown. I was just like, oh huh, (laughs) what if I can? I probably can. Like, I probably could do this, right? And and so it just shifted that one conversation, those those four words, they shifted my perspective on, in combination with the story I told you about my friend and the retreat, those two things were defining moments in my life about how I think about things. So most people's mind do not automatically work this way, though. You know, like I said, your brain is wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, to stay in what's comfortable and certain and known. So if we don't manage our mind, it's going to have a tendency to pull us back into thinking in ways that limit our perspective. Just close up that, you know, the, the it narrows our perspective so much. And that keeps new possibilities from emerging into our awareness. So how do you do that? How do you exercise the belief or the possibility muscle? The first thing is to just remember, open mind. Just as much as you can, practice keeping your mind open and to tell yourself that there are solutions or there are possibilities that are just not in my awareness yet. Think about Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak when they started Apple. They had a lot of challenges And not a lot of people saw their vision, but they had this vision that was, I mean, look at Apple today. You know, they had this vision and nobody ever thought it would be successful. I mentioned before, like the moon landing or Zoom. Do you think anyone thought we'd be having conference calls and working from home and having meetings on Zoom even 50 years ago? I mean, I remember watching the Jetsons when I was a kid thinking, oh my gosh, maybe someday we'll have those video screens that people can talk on. Probably not, but you know. <laughs> so, I mean, you just think about it. They're everything like that. They were created by people who saw beyond their own limited, you know, the, their own limited humanness. They looked further out. They expanded their view, knowing that Just because it's not there right now, just because I can't see it, doesn't mean it's not possible. So they believed and had the courage to try it before they knew it would work. The other thing to remember when you think about having an open mind is you have complete agency over how you respond to circumstances and how you think about them and how you think about the world. So remember that Your thoughts are not like just automatic and just happening. Like you are actually, you might be subconsciously choosing them, but you're still choosing them. They're not just put into your brain by someone. You actually have the ability to bring those thoughts into your awareness and decide what to think. So remember that. The second big thing, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, was to really become aware of your limiting beliefs and to work on overcoming those. Choose beliefs that are not limiting. And so I talked about what limiting beliefs are, but I didn't talk about like kind of the process to change them. So the first thing that we do when we're 
when we're coaching, they always, they kind of pop up as we work towards something, right? So in the beginning, I do an intake and we figure out like the very obvious ones and we kind of, you know, we work through those and come up with strategies to kind of build up new beliefs. But a lot of them just come up as we're working towards something. They just kind of come up organically and a lot of them are really sneaky. But when you find one, what you do is you you start to just look at the belief and come up with any evidence you can that it's not true. So you write all those down. It's like a table. A table needs four legs. Well, actually, technically three legs to stand. At least three legs. If it only has three legs, it's easy to tip over. But for this belief, this limiting belief, you want to tear off all the legs. You know, tear off all the legs and then you come up with a new belief. What would be more helpful to you in your you know quest to think in terms of possibility? And then you're going to look for evidence for that belief, evidence that enables you to to believe that new belief and you need at least three but the more pieces of evidence you can choose or find the stronger that belief is going to be and also to remember I mentioned before about needing to have the courage to believe before you actually have evidence you're going to be building that belief up more and more as you work on it your courage is going to turn into confidence the more legs you put on the table right? So that's how you do that. Some examples are, I'm going to use the money belief as an example. You know, your belief might be like mine. I don't have the money for that. That's too much money. Very limiting belief. (laughs) I didn't go to the retreat, but I learned that it's worth finding a way to invest in myself. So my limiting belief was probably investing too much money in myself is a waste of money or it, it's too much for me to invest in myself or something like along those lines. And so I had to, I had to do some work on that, figure out why that wasn't true. And I, I didn't know when I, when I signed on with this coach, I didn't know, I didn't know if it was really going to work, but I had a lot of evidence that it, it would. So I, I built that up, built up those legs And then as I kept working with her, my courage to do it started to, it just started to make a lot of sense. And I felt so confident that I had made the right decision. And so that's an example of how my money belief shifted. A lot of people, there's a client I'm working with right now, actually, that is a big people pleaser. And her belief has been, you know, she won't be loved if she doesn't put other people first. That's her worth. And so we've worked a lot on you are, you can still put yourself, you can put yourself first and still be loved. And you can say no, you can have boundaries. So it's, it's just a shift in a shift in your belief that is going to serve you better and help you have a happier life, help you think in possibility, help you get unstuck and move forward. The next thing is to love yourself and know yourself. Self-love is such a big thing of what I do with my clients. And it's the basis of really believing in yourself, you know, and believing in what's possible for you. In order to have faith that you can do something, you need to love who you are. That's just, you just, you do. You need to love who you are. And, you know, you got to have that attitude of like, yeah, I got this. I got this. And in order to love who you are, you need to know who you are. Know what's important to you. Live by those values. And if you work on this piece of the puzzle, your belief is going to come a lot easier. The next thing, and this is a little bit along the lines of keeping your mind open, but it's just shifting your focus. 
Uh, I've said a couple times today, but we're wired to look at the scary, the bad stuff. What could go wrong? Our brain is wired to go there first. And that's why when I have, if I have clients do a list, sometimes I'll have a, have them do a list of, you know, positives and negatives or what went wrong, what went right. I always, always, always have them do the what went right first because it never fails. The what went wrong list is like three pages and the what went right list is like three lines. So no, you have to do the what went right first. You have to look at that stuff. You have to make an effort to shift your focus on what can go right. What if I can? What if this works? It's okay to look at plans where something doesn't go wrong, but you've got to give the positive stuff equal airtime. The possibility, you got to give the possibilities equal airtime. The other thing is to spend time with people that are also very positive and are like, what if, what if I can type people? And finally, just remember that life is not all unicorns and rainbows. It is 50-50. Part of your life is going to be really amazing and part of your life might be, is going to be hard. It's a journey. There's hard, easy, good, bad, happy, sad. And when things don't go your way, because they're not always going to, that doesn't mean, or it's, you know, watch what you make it mean. It doesn't mean anything about you not being good enough, or you not being worthy, or you sucking. It's not a reason to stop believing in yourself. It's just something didn't go your way. No big deal. Keep keep moving on. The probability that something's going to go right is pretty good at some point, right? (laughs) And also consider that some of the, well, all of the challenges that are put in your path, some people don't like when people say this, but I, this is what I teach my clients and this is what I believe is that the challenges that are put in front of you are there for a reason. They are there to help you grow into the person that you are meant to be. Remember, I don't know if I said this earlier, if, if I didn't, I meant to, that problems present opportunities, problems give you possibility, right? So, I mean, if we didn't ever have any problems, life actually would be pretty boring because like some of the things I mentioned earlier, like, you know, the automobile or the light bulb or Zoom, like wouldn't be a thing because if there were no problems, people wouldn't have to look for solutions. And so that's problems aren't necessarily a bad thing, right? So if you can just hold on to that, that life is 50-50, and that's just an expression. It's not necessarily that half of your life exactly is good and half of it's bad. It's just an expression that part of it is going to be great and go really well, and part of it's going to be hard and you know be challenging. So when you can believe in yourself, though, you're going to be able to really roll with those punches a lot easier. You know that those not-so-good times are not about your ability to succeed. They're not about who you are as a person. They're just part of life. So my friends, I love this topic so much and I would love to talk with you more about it. So that program I talked about at the beginning, schedule a consult with me. I'll tell you all about it and we can talk more about, you know, where you're lacking in possibility in your own life and how I can help you get to the place where you do believe that anything is possible for you what life would look like if you knew how to manage your mind and choose your thoughts. And it's, it's a pretty amazing journey. So I would love to talk with you about that. 
So thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you so much. I would love it if you go leave a review and or a rating for me. That would be awesome. It helps so much to get the word out to other people about what I am sharing. So go into the rest of your week and enjoy your weekend and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real, Brave, and Unstoppable. If you'd like to learn more about creating an authentic life that's true to who you are, visit CourtneyRivard.com slash lovelife to download your free guide on how to build your vision and create a life that you love. You'll be so glad you did. I'll see you next time.